Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, join me and my co-host, Alex Ross, as we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss a health smartwatch from Facebook, eliminating mother-to-child transmission of HIV, and a mental health comic book. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 73 for the week of February 22nd. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Alex Ross. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is W51.XXXA. Accidental striking against or bumped into by another person. Initial a counter. Okay. It's not fair to make fun of me for this. (laughs) Seriously? Okay, fine. I'll tell you the story. Um, As you know... We've all been kind of locked at home, haven't been able to go out and and see our friends and visit shopping malls and things like that. And so when one of them opened up, I took the the first possible time slot and got myself out to go experience the world once again, (laughs) as we used to. Yes. Okay. My spatial awareness has degraded significantly. Because I haven't had to exercise it. it. It's atrophied. Because I'm just navigating around in my own little space every day. Which I know like the back of my hand. I don't, I don't even yeah. have to think about that. So obviously when I get into a new space and haven't had to exercise that ability for a while. I, I couldn't help it, okay? I mean it's just, it happens. Just people were there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I ran into them a lot. A, a lot. You didn't say excuse me? Oh, I did after I ran into them. Oh, uh, and then after walking around shoulder checking people and then saying, excuse me. Right. After. Well, the uh, other thing that I was having trouble modulating was my speed. So uh, <laughs> I was actually sprinting around you, the mall. Oh, you were sprinting? You weren't like, yeah. you know, we're not talking like mall walker speed? No, no. Sprinting. Okay. Full okay. speed. Full speed. Uh, <laughs> luckily, all of my, how you say, uh, walls that i ran into Mm -hmm. human walls yeah luckily they were not injured but um yeah i i had to go get bandaged up from that experience yes interesting very uh you know you're just so accident prone you know i wish i know i wish maybe one day we'll have a podcast where nothing happens to you and you can't relate to it (laughs) It'll it'll be the uh, this one right here. I've never experienced. <laughs> no, it'll be the diagnosis code for amnesia, and I'll be like, I don't, I can't, I don't think this has ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. As far as I can remember. <laughs> and with that, let's get into the news. First up, we have Facebook finding new ways to collect health data. An anonymous source has reported that Facebook is working on a smartwatch that may be powered by Google. The watch will be based on messaging services and focus on health and fitness. It's rumored that the company wants to leverage its social expertise for health and fitness, creating a platform that can compete with popular services like Stravia. This would make the smartwatch a key part of its fitness drive, but it could also make it a platform where users compete with each other in health challenges. Current fitness services struggle to bring people together, but Facebook has the biggest user base to draw from. In addition to this alleged development, Facebook has partnered with Ray-Ban to launch a pair of smart glasses in 2021. So it sounds like Facebook is Google a few years ago. Yeah, this is like, there's a lot to unpack here. So (laughs) we've got... I'm wondering 
when they say powered by Google, I, I'm going to have to assume that they just mean running Android. I don't think they mean an actual partnership with Google. Right, probably. But, yeah, that's, you know, we got two mega companies who have had problems with people's privacy in the past coming together to make a watch for health and fitness that has sense, some sort of sensitive health information. Not really, but kind of. And on top of that, Facebook is bringing back Google Glass. So, uh, Well, I, I hate to say it, but they're not bringing back Google Glass, both because uh, I, I just don't see a place for it in our economy. Mm -hmm. However, Amazon has already beat them to it. You can go on and pick up a pair of Echo Frames right now. Ah. Yeah. Wild. I don't know why you would ever want it. But okay. I mean, we can keep trying ideas that didn't work instead of innovating. They're like, uh, because please, maybe you can do it better. <laughs> please. We're just going to keep shoving this concept down your throat until the, the people accept it and use it. Exactly. Now, I, I do see... Like I said, I don't think Google is partnering with Facebook on this. And and the reason I say that is because Google literally just finished their acquisition of Fitbit, mm -hmm. which obviously competes directly with any other kind of fitness-based watch. Um, what Facebook has, though, is the social aspect of fitness, which, you know, this is the, the modern-day version of picking a gym partner. Like someone yeah. who's going to go with you to the gym every once in a while, right? Instead of doing that, now you're just doing competitions digitally and um, winning all of them by strapping your Fitbit to the ceiling fan. Right. Definitely didn't do that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's so active. He's got 30,000 steps for the past six a months. Day. How does he do Does that? he ever stop walking? <laughs> does he ever sit down? I've got a portable desk that I carry around. It's like one of those trays that the popcorn sellers or the peanut sellers at the baseball games have. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I've just got my laptop and my phone in it. And I'm just and walking just around. Out all beer day. here. <laughs> <laughs> walking around all day doing my job, just getting so, my steps. <laughs> something interesting that's kind of comical because my, that's the way my brain works is. I'm looking at this Echo Frames webpage and it says Amazon open ear technology lets you discreetly hear Alexa. So I just picture someone like at Target shopping and they're like whispering to themselves and they're like, Alexa, what am I like? What's my shopping list? And then Alexa's <laughs> like, you need to get eggs and shampoo and also some deodorant. <laughs> and you're just like... It's just like a lot of whispering going on and people are like, what is wrong with that person? When I hear open ear audio, I, I just, anyone around you will be able to hear it. It's yeah, just, a, 100%. it's a speaker. Just say yeah. a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it does say direct sound to your ears, which I, I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Like, is it really yeah, directional? Know. Maybe, or? you know, maybe <laughs> I, it's like maybe a sound it just vibrates laser. in your cranium, in your brain. <laughs> Like a There's also some really bad Photoshop on the very first page. On the very first image, you guys can do this at home. You know, on the very first image of this Echo Frames uh, web page, the guy he has—he's supposed to have them on his face, but you can clearly see the 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 sunglasses not or the glasses not going over his ear. The only ear that's in frame. 
because the other area you can't even see. No, it, it is. It's just ever so tight because the frames are square and then they get smaller. Mm. Mm. That just looks mm. uncomfortable, I though. I, I will agree with you because <laughs> it looks like it just like hits up against the ear instead of sitting on. Top oh, yeah, of it. yeah. I see that. That looks it doesn't look it doesn't, that's not a good picture to use. It. We'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, I will say that they have 700 ratings and they're generally pretty good. So someone is using this product. <laughs> not sure. Someone's if it's whispering to Alexa at their favorite department store. I'll keep an eye out. And next time I see them, I'll ask the person if they actually uh, like those frames or if uh, they just, you know, they got to use them now that they spent the money on them. Yeah. Next up, option B plus deserves an A plus. One challenge that needs overcome with the ongoing HIV and AIDS pandemic is mother to child transmission. In an effort to eliminate the transmission in the last decade, the World Health Organization recommended a regimen called option B plus. Expectant mothers with HIV are offered antiretroviral treatments as early as possible in the pregnancy and then for life. A new study showed that this approach could entirely eliminate mother-to-child transmission. Over 10,000 pregnant women with HIV in Tanzania were enlisted in the option B plus care. Up to four years after starting the program, 90% of the women had suppressed viral levels. Those whose viral load became undetectable can't pass on the virus. Since the start of these prevention programs, an estimated 1 million deaths and 2.2 million HIV infections have been prevented among children. That's a lot uh, of infections. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of infections. And it's also really cool to see that because, I mean, HIV is still really, really a big deal, in, in, especially in third world countries because they don't really have anything. They don't have the health infrastructure for that. They also don't have the education programs in place to, to prevent it you know, as well as a first world country does. But um, because of that, obviously, they need our help before anyone else. So it's an interesting place to start. It's definitely the place to start. Um, very cool, you know, very promising. Um, yeah, 90%, that's that's a big percentage. Right. It, I've heard it referred to as like a remission. So since the start of the HIV epidemic in the 1980s, Approximately 75.7 million people worldwide have been infected. Of them, 32.7 million people, about 43% of those have died. Mm. It's not necessarily clear that it was because of HIV that, that they died, but the point is the mortality rate is, is high. Yes. It's right. been getting better year over year. You know, we're developing um, some pretty interesting treatments and in fact we now have um it's a drug called prep pre-exposure prophylaxis which is designed to prevent transmission of hiv aids which seems to be working phenomenally i mean people who suggest that it, it is the the new saving grace if you will so we're making huge strides in in terms of that um, yeah. maybe once we're done with this, uh, SARS COVID-19, we can put some of those virus research resources right back into HIV and other persistent viruses. Right. And new viruses. Who knows? COVID-2022, COVID-2023. Next up, a graphic guide to mental health. 
Stark County Middle School students are learning about their mental health through an age-appropriate comic book called Let's Talk About It, A Graphic Guide to Mental Health. The 24-page comic is distributed to every middle school student in the county. It's designed to destigmatize the conversation around mental health. The book also looks at how the brain affects behavior, shares ways to stay mentally healthy, and directs readers toward resources for those who need help. The publication is the result of a partnership between Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery and the Center for Cartoon Studies in Vermont. You know, when you're a kid, cartoons have a really big impact on you, believe it or not. I mean, I mean, if you just think about what kind of cartoons you used to watch as a kid, you can still remember every episode for the most part from your favorite sure. ones. I mean, people, I'm, people, people quote SpongeBob still, you know, I'm 26 years old. I still, I still quote that show. So, <laughs> so this, I'm, is a, I'm this is a good at, idea. I'm looking at the comic book and I, I have to admit the art style is fantastic. It's interesting to me as an adult. I think it's kind of cool. I may actually go back and read it. I think you can download the electronic copy for free. Yeah, you can. Um, so I, I may go and, and take a look at that. I, I'm thinking about, in, in terms of destigmatizing mental health and mental health treatment, I, yeah. I feel like the only place to go is to the younger people. Mm -hmm. People who... Yeah, that's where it's got to start, yeah. Right. When I was a kid, for example, um, if I okay, felt Grandpa. crummy... <laughs> it, you know i i knew the words on how to express how i was feeling you know mom yep. my stomach hurts or my ear hurts or you know i i could express that discomfort in some way yep i don't think that heck i don't even know as an adult sometimes how to express where it hurts mentally right it, it's it's simply more difficult we don't have the vocabulary to do it. So in my opinion, this is a great way to introduce how to have that conversation, how yeah. to describe your pain in words that make sense and can get you access to the right treatment, right? Or, or support networks or, or whatever. Right. I think that's the difference it's going to make, right? Talking about mental health in the same kind of, uh, vain as physical health also how can i get a job at the center for cartoon studies i know that sounds sweet <laughs> <laughs> i'm in that sounds like a great place to work <laughs> where do you work oh yeah i work at the center for cartoon studies what what do you do uh you know i watch cartoons and and, and you know doodle give them to kids and <laughs> yeah i just doodle a little bit here and there you know I'm working on this really cool comic it's supposed to help kids with their mental health that's sweet. Wild. I love it. That's awesome. And with that, let's go on to our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol, where we talk about the latest and the biggest and the most concerning cybersecurity breaches all across the world. First up, more power that ended up in the wrong hands. Russian internet giant Yandex revealed that thousands of customers had their accounts accessed due to a malicious employee. This person had been selling access to users' email accounts for personal gain. The employee was one of three system administrators with the necessary access rights to provide technical support. As a result of his actions, 
4,887 mailboxes were compromised. Yandex's security team has blocked unauthorized access to the compromised mailboxes. They contacted the impacted customers to alert them of the breach and that they need to change their passwords. Yandex said it will be making changes to its backend access procedures to minimize future incidents like this. Obviously, you can't take away access to your tech support team, right? Yep. Someone has to right. have access in order to provide those kinds of services. Mm -hmm. the, the question becomes, how do you prevent something like this? Really, the only solution I can think of that makes sense, that's not totally disruptive, like requiring multiple people to gain an right. entry. So at the end of the you day, know? you still got to do your business. Right, right. The, the only thing I can really think of is having really sophisticated tracking and, and being able to see exactly when someone does something mm -hmm. and also you know report on that so every time someone accesses a customer password record of that an alert that lets you know that that just happened yeah right or or even requiring them to report that somewhere like hey i accessed this password here was the reason if only to guard your own backside and, and keep you safe from some kind of lawsuit but that is another yeah. option. We could just have like one tech support station and it requires two people with keys to come in and turn them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> it just might, I don't know. It might be a matter of just, you know, having a, a, a more intense interview process. I don't know. There's not really, I mean, because even if you do have a, a really intense interview process and you realize that this person is, you know, very responsible, very, you know, just a good person in general, they're not going to do anything malicious. They could get disgruntled from something that, you know, their manager said to them. And then they're just like, you know what, I'm just going to expose and start making money on the side in right. an illegal way. So there's not something you can really do about it. <clears throat> you can you can try your hardest, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. So it's a shame. Next up is Excelion, the new BlackBot. Singapore's largest telecommunication firm, Singtel, suffered a data breach from a third-party security issue. The third-party Excelion, FTA, had an SQL injection flaw that cybercriminals started exploiting at the end of December. Singtel used FTA for internal and external information sharing with stakeholders and organizations. Upon learning that FTA suffered a vulnerability, Singtel took necessary action. It suspended the affected system and will inform affected customers of the breach as the investigation continues. Before this, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand suffered a breach due to this vulnerability software, and law firm Jones Day is now reporting a breach as a result of Excelion's flaw. Hopefully there was just that one company that was affected and, and the others yeah. have now gotten that advanced warning uh, to be able to prevent it from happening to them too. Yeah, I wonder if, you know... <laughs> If uh, and I'm kind of being facetious here, if Excelion could offer the Reserve Bank of New Zealand some identity protection for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just some, if anyone tries to steal the identity of the bank. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the heck? The world we live in with breaches, man, it always is, is so interesting, which is why we have this segment, because it's just like they always get worse and worse. It's like it's so like hopeless sometimes when you when you read this stuff it's like okay we come out of the gates in this segment talking about this guy who gets disgruntled and sells employee inf or sells information and then we come in the next the next story talking about a massive 
you know, breach from a telecommunication company where it's just affecting thousands of businesses that are massive and have right. millions of information of individual people. So it's just like, I mean, there's just a certain point. It feels like, okay, well, no matter what I do to protect my business, what's, what's going to end up happening? Is it still going to happen? Especially with how interconnected our businesses are. You know, we're right. all outsourcing little aspects like how we move data around, you know, yeah. little things like that, that have interconnected businesses so tightly that it, it becomes a, a domino anytime that uh, a breach like this happens. Yep, yep. And finally, better check your bank account. Alderwood Water and Wastewater District reported a security incident at Automatic Funds Transfer Services, AFTS which it uses for mail billing and processing paper check payments. Alderwood Water doesn't know the extent of the breach, but said AFTS uses digitally scanned images of checks to process paper checks. It's unknown whether these scanned copies have been stolen from the network. The district said that customers who pay their utility bill by mailing a paper check should monitor their bank accounts for unusual activity. It also said that it wouldn't be using AFTS to handle mail billing or processing check payments during the incident. The most immediate impacts to customers are possible delays in processing check payments or a temporary disruption in viewing a PDF of their billing statements online. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that you could really breach mail. I mean, obviously, if you mail to the wrong place, the wrong person, that's... Well, no, they're, breach. they're breaching the scanned copies of them. Yeah, right. Which, which is, is stored somewhere. Why yeah. do we use checks? They're so... <laughs> <laughs> think about it it's a little Man, piece of paper I, that includes the routing number and the account number for your bank I could, account i could rant about the banking industry for like about 10 <laughs> like 10 hours because the the they're so set in their ways right that all their stuff is so outdated i mean obviously right. now we have online billing and you can take a picture on your phone for checks which is neat but it still takes like three days to process that check Right. And and before that, before they changed it, it used to be seven days. Could you imagine getting paid and then seven days later is when you get your money or, you know, like paying something and then that business doesn't get their money for seven days? Like, what the heck? It's right. so crazy. I, but it's the security implications alone. If yeah. I have your routing number and your bank account number, I can make my own check. Yep. Like, I don't I don't need you. Right, exactly. And then you just forge the signature and they don't really even care about the signature anyways. Right. Why do like we not have more issues with checks? I don't like know. What, what is, I don't. What's preventing people from just you know cashing checks at the local corner check cashing place that were illegitimate and then by the time someone figures out that they were illegitimate, they just yeah. disappear? Right. Man, I don't, I don't know. know. It's, I, it's, it's definitely an interesting... Uh, the only time I use a paper check is when someone requires, like, will not take a card and I'm not carrying any cash. Right. It's the only time. Or, or when I'm mailing a payment of some kind where I can't yep. use uh, a card. But if hmm. I have the option to use a card either online or over the phone or whatever, I'll do that. That's way better than just exposing my own personal bank account. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's it for this week's wrap-up of your healthcare news. I'm Alex Ross. And I'm Matt Moneypenny. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Bandage. This week's episode was written and produced by eTactics. eTactics is a leading revenue cycle solutions organization committed to providing innovative, web-based solutions that improve our clients' cash management and customer relationships. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.